Hey guys, it's Dominique and I am back with another episode of the Wise Words Podcast. I just want to say Happy New Year to you guys. <laughs> Happy 2023. This is actually the first episode of Wise Words that's going to be published in the new year of 2023. So I'm super excited just for all the topics that I still have yet to cover, <laughs> not just with guests, but even on my own. And so as I always go through the list, I'm always constantly adding topics or like reinventing different topics, trying to think of part twos to kind of expand on more topics as more guests are, you know, coming up and getting things scheduled and on the books for that. So again, I just want to say thank you guys so much for continuously supporting the Wise Words podcast. Thank you guys for always listening. One thing that I will say that I noticed about the podcast was that even while I was on my break and enjoying my holiday, there was still a lot of plays that were happening on episodes that were being published and for that i am truly grateful to god and you guys just for you know always supporting the podcast and listening in even when stuff is not being put out because that's exactly what i did you guys for these past three or four weeks i truly took the holiday break to just enjoy my family enjoy my time off and rest so that way i can come back making more episodes with a renewed and fresh mind and honestly so i can go 10 times harder because i have a lot of big plans <laughs> for the wise words podcast and so like i said i just hope that you guys continue to pray for me continue to listen in continue to support and continue to give your suggestions and your feedback or questions or comments Continue to leave a rating and review on this podcast, especially if you're listening on Apple Podcasts. Don't forget to give it a five-star rating. And I hope that you guys will really enjoy the topic that I'm talking about today because it actually does go in with the new year. We know that, you know, the new year brings resolutions, goals, new year, new me, that kind of thing. And one thing that we're going to definitely need in the new year when we are trying to achieve these new goals or this new standard for ourselves is patience. And patience is one of the things that I didn't realize, like, wow, this is a topic that I kind of skipped over. I thought I would have made one as far as an episode on this by now, but patience actually plays a really big part in our mental health as well as our spiritual health, because we know that in order to follow Christ, you know, we got to be faithful. We got to have faith in him. And a lot of times our faith is tested and it builds patience within us. Okay. So without further ado, guys, let's go ahead and jump into today's episode. So the topic that we are talking about today is patience. And one of the reasons why I'm grateful that God put this topic on my heart to kind of start off the new year is because, like I said in the intro, a lot of us have went into this new year. I don't know about you guys, but with new goals, new standards, new mindsets, and we got a lot of stuff that we are hoping to accomplish or we're hoping for, you know, the Lord to answer our prayer on this year. And while that is great to be ambitious and to have these goals, one thing that we got to keep in mind is that for one, all things happen, you know, in God's timing overall. Let's just go ahead and get that out the way. And also that a lot of times we are going to need patience because we can have these goals. We can have, you know, this ideal of what we want to happen in 2023 and we may not see it happen right away. Or we may start off really good and then we may hit a snag in a row. Right. And it's still going to require patience. Um, patience is a really good topic to talk about in mental health because one, 
my first point is one of the things that you need in every single area of your life to make things function in an appropriate way. Right. So you not only need patience for yourself or with yourself, you need patience in your relationships. You need patience with your children, with your brothers and sisters, with your parents, especially with your parents, especially when you become an adult. You need patience with your romantic partner. Patience makes relationships grow. You also need patience when it comes to things that you are striving for in life. So if you're in school, if you're starting a new program, you're going to need patience because a lot of times there's an end goal, right? There's an outcome that we're seeking and there is a process that comes with that. You know, it's not only looking for the outcome, but it's also learning to embrace and enjoy the journey and the process that comes before the outcome. There was a TED talk that I watched y'all. Like I said, I love TED talks. God willing, I want to have a TED talk one day in Jesus name. (laughs) So I remember watching this really powerful TED talk and it wasn't even long. I think it was like maybe six to seven minutes. But the person was talking about like when when people make new, New Year's resolutions and how a lot of people really, really want the outcome. And then before you know it, their motivation kind of dies down. And it's not just because they don't want the outcome anymore. It's because during the process, during a journey, they either lose patience or they forget to enjoy it or embrace like the the beauty of the, the process before the outcome. And so that's one of the things that I want us to keep in mind is that, you know, when we are trying to heal from things, when we are trying to improve ourselves or improve our finances or go back to school or get our degrees and do all these different things, there's going to be a process. And sometimes the process is going to look really tricky. It's going to look really unorthodox to a point where you're like, I don't even know if this is working or I don't even know if I'm doing this right. Right. And yet you still have to trust that process. Right. And with trusting, it comes that patience piece. Now, the benefits of patience for our mental health. When you are patient, here's one of my points. It actually improves your ability to be mindful. We know what mindfulness is, right? I've talked about mindfulness before. I pretty much bring it up in every episode. Mindfulness is the act of intentionally living in the moment, um, being one-minded not being distracted and not being overwhelmed by your thoughts or actions or things around you, but just literally taking a moment to be mindful. And so one of the things that happens when you're mindful is you are not trying to do things all at once, nor are you rushing the moment. You're just literally experiencing the moment for what it is. A lot of times when people do mindfulness meditations or practices, They require like meditation and you know what that requires? Patience, (laughs) meaning you can't rush a mindfulness, you know, practice. You can't rush, you know, a moment of reflection or a moment of, you know, just pure deep thought or thankfulness or gratitude or like prayer. Right. You need patience even when you're praying. You know, you can't rush the prayer, especially if you are really trying to pull on God's heart. If you are really trying to, you know, bombard heaven and things like that, you're going to need patience. You can't rush it. So that's why I say that patience improves the ability to be mindful and mindfulness improves our ability to actually enjoy life and rather than being lost in our thoughts of worry and anxiety and fear. It also says whenever I was looking up the psychological like definitions of patience, patience is the ability to stay calm while you're waiting for an outcome that you need or want. According to research by psychologist Sarah Schickner, 
I probably messed her name up, y'all. But <laughs> Sarah Schickner, I think is her name. It comes in three main varieties. So there are three varieties of like patients, interpersonal patients, life hardship patients, and daily houseless patients. Interpersonal patients, that's kind of self-explanatory, right? So when we're having interpersonal patients, we are being patient with people who we're dealing with, right? Our relationships, we're patient with people in our life. And that improves the quality of a relationship because nine times out of 10, it's going to be really hard to connect with someone on a deep and intimate level if you're not patient with them, if you don't have patience in dealing with them. So patience is not just waiting, you know, for someone. Patience is also dealing. And I think what that's what a lot of people forget about. Like, for instance, with interpersonal patients, when they say be patient with your spouse, be patient with your parent, be patient with your child. It's not just saying wait for them to, you know, come around. Because what if they never come around? What if it takes them forever to like realize that, oh, their um, viewpoint is maybe not the best or that their actions affect people in a deeper way than they knew? Like it's not just waiting for them to come around. It's having the grace and compassion to still love and deal with them. That is true patience, right? Because it's basically you saying, even though it may take them forever, even though they are not at the place where they should be. I'm going to stick around and continue to love them and continue to grow with them. That is patience. It's like when you plant a flower, you don't know that the flower is going to bloom right away. You know, there is no specific timeline. You really just have to wait once you plant the seed and watch the flower grow, no matter how long it takes. But then you get so excited, you know, after you plant the seed and you see the like product, right? You see the fruit you see, especially when you like planting vegetables and growing them. I'll never forget um, my sister, um, I'm, her mom and then my dad, like they had made this little garden at one of um, the places that they used to stay. And it was like a little backyard garden and I had never seen nothing like it, but I just was, was just so fascinated by it because they planted all the seeds and they would water them every day. When it rained, it would get naturally watered. And then one day, y'all, I looked out the window and there was a little bitty tomato. It was a little green tomato. Now me, I don't even eat tomatoes. But just the fact of seeing how, man, it's been four weeks, five weeks, and here it is. There's already a product coming from that seed. It was just amazing. And it shows how patience can be really powerful in a moment because you're realizing, wow, because I waited, because I chose to like trust the process and embrace it and enjoy it. Look at the fruit or the outcome that's coming from it. Now, now you can enjoy the outcome even more and you don't lose motivation during the process because you're enjoying it right? You're actually enjoying it. Another thing that I saw about patients psychologically wise, going from a you know mental health perspective is patients improves your ability to accept setbacks and enjoy life much more. So when it comes to life, we know that we're going to have stressful situations. And this is where patients can be a really good tool because patience teaches us that even though we're having setbacks, that doesn't mean that we can't enjoy life. It goes back to what I was just saying about what I learned from that TED talk, the process. We know we want the outcome. However, we just we can't wait until we get the outcome to be happy or to be joyous or to enjoy life. Right. We can enjoy life during the process while we're having the setbacks because we're accepting them. 
and patience allows you to persevere and make more productive decisions, often leading to greater success. Patient people have a greater sense of gratitude. So patience, which is my next point, actually improves who you are as far as mental mental health wise, right? It actually improves your sense of gratitude. You're going to be more grateful. You're going to have a more appreciative point of view when it comes to life because you are patient and it's going to make you make more productive decisions when you are impatient which is the opposite of patient so we know that patient is you know being you know steadfast persevering waiting choosing to embrace the weight or the journey or the process before the outcome impatience is the opposite impatience is us being willful and you know unwilling to tolerate the moment we don't want to wait we don't want to you know try to embrace the, the the journey excuse me or the process instead we just want the outcome and if we don't get the outcome we get mad and a lot of times when people are impatient impatience can lead to impulsivity it can lead to anxiety it can lead to stress it can lead to poor decision making especially with the impulsivity so i don't know if you guys remember when i did an episode on impulsivity versus self-control but impulsivity can be really detrimental right because that means you're being impulsive you are making a decision out of panic or just in the spur of the moment and not even considering the consequences or the or the outcome later. And so a lot of times, I don't know if any of you guys can like, you know, relate to this, but impatience will get you in a lot of trouble. It'll get you in a situation that you never wanted to be in in the first place, you know, because you couldn't wait on that Christmas bonus, because you couldn't wait on, you know, that right relationship that God had for you because you couldn't wait on that you know one thing that was already promised to you you ended up making an impulsive decision you became impatient and it really derailed you off of the path that you're supposed to be on so we don't want to be impatient right we want to be patient going back to the three main varieties I talked about interpersonal patience as being patient with someone being patient in relationships this actually is a good point to go into life hardship patience. So going back to life having stressful moments, right? Sometimes, if not everybody, I feel like every single person, no matter who you are, where you started, where you are now, where you come from, everybody has went through some type of life hardship, right? So some type of financial hardship, you've lost someone, you went through an extreme, you know, traumatic loss or grief, you've had a setback after setback, like some nine times out of ten we've all been through a hardship whether we want to talk about them or not we've all gone through them right and honestly I feel like hardships kind of make life interesting I know that's a weird perspective to take but one day I think it was just me you know praying and like prayer journaling is what I call it like when I journal and I'm journaling to God or what it's like my my kind of form of prayer journaling it's still a coping mechanism but it's also me kind of putting two things in one because I love to pray as well. It makes me feel better because I'm getting it out and I feel like God is hearing me. But even when I was prayer journaling one day, I was thinking, you know, God, if there were no hardships, if I didn't have these setbacks or these moments where I had to trust you, then there would be no need, right? For God, there would be no need for me to have this relationship with God. And I wouldn't, you know, want that because I understand how powerful God is. And I've seen the miracles that he's done and it actually adds to my life you know it adds that peace to my life even when hardships are happening and so when you have life hardship patience that means that you're just able to accept the setbacks as it's either part of the plan it's either for a greater good or it's going to make me a better person and all of those and both of those points that I just stated with that are biblical right 
It's either going to work out good. That goes back to Romans 8, 28. All things work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose. That's Bible. <laughs> and then when it's when I just said about how it's going to like teach you something that also goes back to how, you know, the scripture where I'm thinking of no discipline is enjoyable while it is happening. In fact, it is painful, you know, and also how it goes to patience is one of the fruits of the spirit. Right. And how there is also I can like I said, I can go off of scripture after scripture after scripture, guys, of how patience can be really beneficial. And I'm going to get to that. <laughs> I'm going to get to the specific scriptures. Y'all know how I do with my episodes. Try to keep it structure. Sometimes it doesn't work, but hey, it's OK. <laughs> we know that life hardship patience is helping us to build better character. And then there's daily hassles patience. So this just means daily mishaps of life, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> I like to think of daily mishap patients with like, have y'all ever just had one of those days where it was just a rough day and then there was something else that happened, even though it was small and insignificant in the moment, it felt big because you had already had a bad day. So I think about like <laughs> one day when I was just tired from work and I went home and I was trying to open the door to get in. It was raining, so I was already kind of soaked because my hood on my rain jacket fell down. And then before I know it, I dropped my keys on the ground. And <laughs> that was like the icing on the cake of a bad day. You know, it's just a daily hassle. Just something little, but it can really tick you off if you don't have patience, right? And so when you have daily hassles, patience, it's just learning how to go through those minor mishaps and still push through the day. Just because I dropped my keys and I had a rough day at work didn't mean my whole day was ruined. I still had the evening to myself, so it could have turned around. Right. And what we find out is that if we have patience in all three of those varieties of life, we can have patience in a lot of different situations. The main thing is, is that we want to have patience so that we can improve our mental health and improve our character. We don't want to be someone who always acts impulsively because we are impatient. You definitely don't want to be somebody who makes decisions, especially permanent decisions, because you're impatient or because you're panicking. A lot of times panic and anxiety are rooted in impatience, right? The weight makes you more anxious or it makes you more stressed because it's like, I don't want to wait or I don't want to, you know, try to hold up hope for the outcome I want to know what the outcome is and I'm just sorry you know that's just not how life works so there was this article on psychology today which talks about the power of patience and it was saying how patience doesn't mean passivity or resignation but power you know so I really like that because a lot of times people think you know the misconception of patience is from being patient that means I'm just being passive about my you know current situation or I'm trying to ignore it it's not it at all. You are just saying, you know what, even though this is happening, there's a bigger purpose for it. You know, it's like finding meaning in the situation, trying to figure out what's the bigger picture here. Or what's the long term that's going to come out of all these setbacks or what I'm experiencing right now. And so there are ways that if you're someone who's listening to this episode right now, you're like, you know what, Dominique, I struggle with patience. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that there are a lot, y'all. There are so many of us that struggle with patience and that just makes us human. It doesn't make you a bad person, doesn't make you a bad Christian, doesn't make you anything. It just means that you're a human being and we all need to work on something. 
So there are ways that you can increase your patience. So one article says on goodtherapy.org is that meditation can help with patience. I do think that meditation or any mindfulness practice will really help with patience because, again, it's teaching you how to tolerate the moment, no matter if it's good or bad. That's the key part that I have always, as a therapist, had to kind of remind myself and remind, you know, clients too. when you're trying to tolerate the moment and practice true mindfulness The moments are not always going to be good. They don't necessarily have to be good moments, even hard moments. You got to train your brain to be mindful and tolerate it because we know that life is not always going to be all cutes and giggles and rainbows and smiles. There are going to be hardships, right? They make life interesting. And when you go get through those hardships, that's how you build that character. That's how you build the fruits of the spirit, right? With the patience. So you got to learn how to tolerate the moment. How do you tolerate the moment? Mindfulness. Mindfulness is a simple practice, y'all. Like, I don't know if if I got some Apple Watch listeners listening to this podcast. You listen on iPhone. You probably got an Apple Watch. I just got one. It's my one of my Christmas gifts. So I am happy about that. But one thing that this Apple Watch does is that it has a mindfulness button. And if I click the mindfulness button, it's basically going to have me for one minute think about a prompt or a question. So that means for one whole minute, I can't do anything else. I can't think about anything else. It's going to tell me to start off by taking a deep breath. So that means clearing my mind, clearing my heart, clearing my thoughts, kind of like how you would do before prayer. For those who have been in church for a long time, I don't know if you heard this, but when they say all hearts and minds clear before prayer, that's an example. That's why prayer is a great mindfulness practice. You see how mental health and spiritual health go hand in hand. Same thing if you're just doing regular mindfulness. This is for my people who don't pray as much. God still loves you. Practice mindfulness until you get into the habit of praying. Literally just sit for one minute. Take a deep breath. Clear your thoughts. Don't think about nothing else. And for one minute, set a timer. Think about a specific prompt or question. Like, for instance, I'm going to play on my watch right now, (laughs) y'all. Like, I'm going to hit the mindfulness button. There is a reflect for one minute. So if I press this reflect button. It's going to tell me to take a moment to pause. It's doing it right now, y'all. Like (laughs) if I was doing a video um, podcast, you would see me looking at my watch doing this. But it says, think about a relationship you cherish and why it matters to you so much. And then it has a begin button. And so what I'm going to do is I'm just going to press that button and say begin. And that one question that it just asked me, that's all I'm going to think about for this one whole minute. I'm thinking about a relationship that I cherish and what it means to me and what emotions that I feel when I think about that relationship. And of course, I'm not going to do it fully right now because I'm doing an episode. But that would be a really good moment of reflection because I bet you after I think about the relationship that comes in my mind, I'm going to feel emotions like gratitude. Like, man, God, I'm really grateful that I have this relationship or I'm going to have feelings of happiness and contentment, peace. Right. Even though I may not be having the best day. And then, of course, if you've got an Apple Watch, it's going to do these little weird things. It's got this little nice little visual to the eye. Some people like to close their eyes. I am a person during mindfulness. I like to close my eyes. Even at work, when we do mindfulness activities, I close my eyes. <laughs> but um, some people like to keep their eyes open and they like the visuals. So if you're somebody like that, you could do this. But um, you could just look at the um, watch and watch the little visuals. It's really nice to the eye. But mindfulness and meditation can be a way to increase your patience. So and also just I will also say another thing that can increase patience is knowing how to deal with the frustration that comes with it. Because the thing is, being patient, y'all, it's going to take some growing pains or it's going to take some, you know, time. It's going to take some discipline and that's going to bring growing pains. So 
notice the frustration and the anger that you may have when you're trying to build the patience. It's not going to feel good all the time, but it goes back to that scripture, right? No discipline is enjoyable while it is happening. In fact, it is painful. The fact that it says it is painful in the Bible should tell you enough that, yes, this is not going to feel good and it's still good for me. It's very dialectic, okay? So hopefully you guys will take this and figure out, okay, how can I build or increase my patience if you're someone who struggles with having patience in day-to-day situations? Okay, so now we are getting into more of the spiritual perspective only of patience. And one thing about it, patience is not only important to your mental health, it is 110%, y'all, important to your walk with God. Your relationship with God and patience are going to go hand in hand. Honestly, I'm going to go out on a limb here. It's my podcast. I can say, you know, hallelujah, what I need to say, what I want to say. I'm going to go out on a limb here and say that it's kind of hard to have a relationship with God without patience because God is a God of patience, right? For one, we're patient with God because we know that one, he's behind the scenes God. Nine times out of ten, God is working something on our behalf and we have no clue what it is. We can feel it. Like I've had moments, I don't know if anybody can validate me on this who's listening, but I've even had moments, you know, those those strange moments when things are kind of seemingly falling apart, like things are just going really left in your life. And then there's somehow there's this little bitty tiny feeling in your gut or in your spirit that you're just like, something is happening still. I call that like the Holy Spirit kind of gently tapping me and reminding me like God is working behind the scenes and I'm not even aware of it. And because of that, that means that I got to be patient and wait for the result. And while I'm waiting for the result, I still got to serve him. I still got to praise him. I still got to honor him. And that kind of goes back to, like I said, that Ted talk about if you were someone doing a resolution and, you know, you just wanted the outcome, you got to enjoy the process, too. You trying to lose weight and you're just waiting to get to 130 pounds, but you're not enjoying getting up and stuff like that. It's, in fact, you set these unrealistic goals. like I'm going to get up at 5 a.m., work out for an hour, and then I'm going to eat salads all day and stuff. You're being unrealistic and you're not enjoying the process because I guarantee you by day two, you're going to be fed up and be like, nope, I don't want to do it no more. Whereas if you actually do realistic goals and you really enjoy the process, like, man, I'm feeling a little bit better. I actually slept better today. You actually reflect and be mindful going back to that mindfulness piece. You start to feel more motivated to reach that goal. Same thing with God in our relationship. If you praise him while you are being patient and while you are waiting, you're going to want to pray more. You're going to want to praise more because that feeling that I just described is going to come up. And somehow it's going to give you that peace. It's like that peace that surpasses all understanding that they talk about in the Bible. I really feel that feel like that's what that is. Because the one day that I felt that y'all the strongest, it was weird because it was just like in that moment, everything was I felt like was falling apart. Maybe my life wasn't falling apart as to say, but that's what it felt like in my eyes, in my reality, because stuff wasn't going the way I wanted it to go. And I was just like, God, what now? You know, like, what do I do? Right. But then that peace came over me and I was just like, okay, God must be doing something that I'm not even aware of. So I'm going to be patient. I'm still praying. I'm still thank him. Right. And then long and behold, long after I realized that, wow, the whole time 
God was doing something that was way out of my control and actually made the situation better, right? Was making the situations a lot better. So it's like that patience piece when you are a Christian and when you are believing God, you are a true believer of Christ, it's inevitable. (laughs) That's my first point. It is inevitable. You have to have patience with God, with your relationship with God. You have to be patient. Okay. Patience is probably seen in the Bible so much. Um, there are a couple scriptures that I have like to share. So like with, what's this scripture right here? This is one of my favorites. Psalms 27, excuse me, and 14. Wait patiently for the Lord. Be brave and courageous. Yes. Wait patiently for the Lord. I always like that one because it's kind of, you know, an encouragement. And a lot of times when you see the word patience or patient come up in the Bible, there are scriptures to encourage you to continue to be patient because let me just validate the Christian experience right now for all my listeners, even if you're not a Christian, but definitely if you are a Christian, it can be really tough to love God and try to be patient when your situation sucks and when you are desperate for a miracle, you're desperate for an answer, you're desperate for like a need to be met. It can be really hard to be patient and take heart and, you know, be brave and courageous. In fact, you may be scared, right? And patient. You may just be a tad bit scared, maybe not a hard way scared, but just a tad bit, right? And so that's why a lot of these scriptures are encouraging. I feel like that was put in there to validate the Christians who are in this, you know, weird space where they're like, I want to be patient, God, but I'm scared, you know, and some may be even afraid to pray that, but I want to say, and excuse me, and I want to say that really quickly to you guys who are listening to this, there is nothing wrong with telling God your full blown experience of you're scared. You don't know what to do. You're afraid. You, you want to be patient. You're trying to be patient and it's getting hard. I feel like God wants to validate you just like I'm validating you. I feel like God is a validating God. I don't think that he gave us our emotions in order for us to feel shame and guilt around them. I think he gave them to us as messengers to kind of help us be more in tune with ourselves. And in being in tune with ourselves, we can be in tune with him and tell him how we're feeling because he's a trustworthy God. He's our father, right? And he cares about us. That's why the scripture says to cast our anxiety on him because he cares. So a lot of these scriptures you'll find are more of the encouragement of patience. So like Romans 12, 12, rejoice in our confident hope, be patient in trouble and keep on praying. That one I've had to recite numerous times <laughs> to myself because it's the bottom part, right? Not just for me to be patient, but I got to keep praying. Nine times out of 10, which is my next point, another struggle that happens with Christians about patience is that because we get scared while we're patient or because we get frustrated, we tend to just stop praying altogether. We either stop praying, we stop tithing, we stop serving. We, especially when you're going through those, like I said, that life hardship patience, it can be really tough. And again, I think it's okay to tell God, like if, if you're being patient, but you're still scared while you're being patient, I think it's dialectic. And I think that God still appreciates the fact that you're willing to be patient. And of course, one of my favorite scriptures, Galatians 5 and 22, but the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, and faithfulness. So I say that to say, 
that my next point is patience is a fruit of the spirit. It is a fruit that we need to have in our lives. It's going back to the first point. Basically, it's like a sub point of point number one, which is you need it. Because if you want to honor God, if you want to have a true relationship with God, you're going to have to learn how to be patient and how to trust him. Even when it looks like things are not looking good, right? Or even when you feel like you may be losing your hope. Okay. Now, there are other scriptures of patience where it kind of goes back to those three main variety categories that that psychologist Sarah was talking about, like the interpersonal patience. There's a scripture that even goes with interpersonal patience because it talks about being patient with each other. Right. So let me find that scripture. Hold on, y'all. I'm looking through it. Yes, it's Ephesians 4 and 2. Always be humble and gentle. Be patient with each other, making allowance for each other's faults because of your love. So just kind of tying in with y'all about how literally the mental health and the spiritual health, they are they they literally work together. Just like interpersonal patience is being not only waiting for someone to come around, but loving them through the process and actually trying to like be with them. That's literally what it just says in Ephesians 4 and 2. Making allowance for each other's faults because of your love. That doesn't mean, and let me make sure so this is not being misconstrued by anybody. It doesn't mean when it says allowance for each other's faults that you let somebody dog you. So that doesn't mean let them cheat on you and be like, oh, I'll take them back because I was just patient. No, you're stupid. (laughs) If you let them cheat on you and saying that that's patience. No, you don't know your worth. I ain't going to say, you know what? I take that back. God forgive me. You're not stupid. You don't know your worth. And I hope you find out what your worth is because that is not being patient. That's not what the scripture means. It means that there is no perfect person. So if somebody is struggling to like come out of their old ways, if somebody is, they genuinely love you and they want to get out of their old ways and they're having a hard time being patient with them. If someone makes a mistake, you know, they didn't intentionally try to hurt you and they hurt you unintentionally forgiving them and saying, you know what? You're not perfect, right? Making allowance for their faults because of your love. Because if you think about it, which is my other point, God is patience. Because God is love, God is God is a God of patience. Even when we sin and mess up, he still loves us and he still gives us a second chance and he's still there for us. So therefore, he's wanting us, especially as Christians, we are trying to be in the image of Christ. He wants us to be like that. He wants us to be patient. He wants us to be forgiving. He wants us to know, hey, you can love someone and be patient even though it may take them a while to come around because sometimes it takes us a while to come around to God. Sometimes it takes us a minute to fully surrender and be 100% obedient and not partially obedient because partial obedience is still disobedience. (laughs) One of those, again, tough lessons, but it's the truth, right? It is the truth. And yet we see that even in the Bible, there's interpersonal patience. Interpersonal patience is a real thing. So being patient with others, God wants us to be patient with others and he wants us to be patient with ourselves. He wants us to know that even when a wait is happening, it's usually happening for a reason, right? It's usually happening because of something bigger that we may not even be aware of. So there was this one particular scripture that stood out to me and it was talking about Second Peter 3 verse 9. The Lord isn't really being slow about his promise as some people think. No, he is being patient for your sake. He does not want anyone to be destroyed, 
but wants everyone to repent. So what I took from that verse is specifically where it was saying he is being patient for your sake is where I kind of got stuck at. A lot of times we typically forget that God does things for the good of our like well-being and our health, not because he wants to torment us or because he wants to hurt us, especially when it says he doesn't want you to be destroyed. I always think about when pastors talk about how God will wait to give you something if he sees that you're not ready for it. And in your mind, you may think you're ready for it. And because God is an all-knowing God and he knows everything about us. He may look at you and be like, no, you're not ready for it the way you think you are. You may be ready for it, maybe a level of it, but not all of it. Because he knows that if you get it, then it's going to crush you. It's going to destroy you. Like the scripture says, right? It's going to, you know, crush you in a way that, okay, I was never ready for this in the first place. So that's why it was too overwhelming for me to bear. And I truly believe that God does not want that for us. God wants us to be prepared for whatever blessings that he has for us. And once we receive them, we're able to handle them and control them. And actually not in a control, like, you know, like in a manipulative way, but in a control of like, I know how to steward this properly. Stewardship is a big thing. It's a big thing. So patience is something that we need even for ourselves as Christians. There are a lot of people in the Bible Who had to be patient? Sarah is one of them. Sarah was super, 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 super old, y'all. She finally got the promise of God that he had said in the first place, right? So God had promised her and Abraham. We know the story, right? Of how God promised her and Abraham that they were going to have a kid, right? Now, these folks was old. I'm talking about old as dirt, probably. Maybe even older than dirt. And they were like, you know what? Hey, we owe oh, this ain't going to happen. So we just going to take matters in our own hands. Right. We see not only a a thing of patience in that story. I feel like that's a really great example to put in this episode because it's actually very dialectic. Right. It's a story of both patience and impatience, because for one, they were patient at first. Right. They waited. They got the promise. They were, you know, OK, we're going we to we're gonna see what God says. But then they got really, 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 really old. And here's the thing with God. God <laughs> God is kind of funny, right? He doesn't really give us a timetable for that reason. I think he really does want us to practice trusting his timetable and not our own. So then what happens is, and I'm just giving y'all the, the um, basic Dominique rundown <laughs> of the story of um, Sarah Abraham. If you want to like read the story yourself, definitely go. I encourage you guys to read it um yeah it's it's definitely a good story but like I said I'm basically giving y'all like my rundown of it so basically because um they didn't want to wait instead she kind of took it into her own hands it was like you know what you need to go sleep with our servant basically and y'all need to have a kid she's going to give birth to a child that's not what God said though right that's not what he said he said that he was going to bless Abraham and Sarah with a kid they tried to find a loophole and was like, okay, no, nah, we're going to do this ourselves. <laughs> we're going to take stuff into our own hands. And instead, they, you know, let him, let basically told Abraham, you got to sleep with the servant or whatever. You got to sleep with Hagar. And then they had a kid. That kid was not the promise. They thought, okay, we're going to get the promise through him. That was not God's promise. Ishmael. No offense to him, <laughs> but he wasn't a promise, right? Isaac was. And 
the son was promised to Sarah. Okay. It was promised to her. So he never said, okay, when I'm going to give you this guy, this um, son, excuse me. You know, he never said when I'm going to give it to him. He never said a specific time or a specific age. I think it says in scripture that Abraham was a hundred years old when Isaac was born. So that was really old. Right. And they, he, it was still a promise. Right. So this is where patience should have been practiced a little bit more. And we see where impatience kind of made things go left. So because of Sarah's impatience, because of their impatience, Ishmael's born. Sarah went through some stuff, right? Hagar was basically getting on Sarah's nerve and things like that. And so then she was talking about, no, Ishmael got to go because then Isaac came and it was just this whole big, you know, it's basically like a lifetime movie because all because they didn't want to be, you know, patient or whatever. So once Isaac was born or whatever, she was like, no, you got to send Hagar and Ishmael away at this point. And then even though this is how, why I love God, even in the midst of all that story, because they were impatient and kind of went against what God had originally promised, went against the will of God and did stuff on their own. Not only if y'all notice, he still gave them what he promised and he took care of what else happened. Right? He, he took care of Ishmael because they obeyed because God, you know, told Abraham, he confirmed it too. He's like, nope, you know, do what Sarah tells you. She's told you they got to go, let them go, but I will take care of them or whatever, because he's your son. And I really love that. And I feel like that people forget that that's the kind of God that we serve. We serve a really great God like that. We could mess up humongously like Sarah and Abraham did. And he's still patient. He was still patient with them, even though they were impatient. I really like that. I really like the dialectic of that, right? Patience turned into impatience and then God remained patient. He never got impatient and said, oh my goodness, y'all get on my nerves. You know, like I ain't giving y'all Isaac no more. He still gave them Isaac, right? So I say all that to say, please, please, please remember that patience is something that you need in your relationship with God. And in those moments where it seems hard to be patient, I encourage you to pray. I encourage you for one, ask the Holy Spirit to strengthen you. Ask the Holy Spirit to build that fruit within you because the way that it's going to be built a lot of times is in the situations, which is my very last point to kind of close this episode out is it's going to be patient. It's going to be situations that require a very uncomfortable amount of patience. That's how God is going to build your patience. So this is goes back to what I was saying. Be careful what you pray for. Now, be careful what you wish for. Be careful what you pray for. Because if you ask God, God, help me be more patient. <laughs> as soon as you say that, you're going to get hit with so many situations where you have to be patient. And it's going to feel so uncomfortable. And it's going to feel so annoying. And you are not going to like it. However, when you do it, that fruit of the spirit is going to be built. Because not only are you building patience, you're building more trust and faith in God, right? Faith is the, you know, evidence of things hoped for. We're hoping for things that we have not yet seen, yet we we know that they're going to happen, right? So it's building that patience. It's building that trust in God. You have to have patience. And I encourage you, if you are someone who's still struggling with impatience or you're in a situation and you feel like, okay, I'm becoming impatient, take that as, okay, this is the test. We always know that after a test comes a testimony. We know that it is working out, Romans 8, 28, for the good 
of those who love God and are called according to his purpose. So it's not in vain, you know. And also, I will say, validate your impatience. Validate the feelings that may come with it. Because there have been plenty of times where I've said, God, I'm still be patient. I'm still waiting on you. I'm not going to do anything. I'm not going to move. I'm not going to make any rash decisions. I'm going to trust you. I'm going to be patient. And I need you to... I need you to know how like frustrating this is. I need you to know how much I hate this right now. I don't think that God is going to look down on you for saying that, right? I feel like he would appreciate you saying like, this is hard for me to be patient right now. And I'm going to be patient rather than you being impatient and making an impulsive decision. And let's even say that you do. Don't beat yourself up. Remember that there is no condemnation in Jesus Christ. Repent. Ask God for forgiveness because he's such a good God. You know, like he did Sarah and Abraham, he'll still give you what you promised. Especially, I believe you repent wholeheartedly to him. Yeah, he's you're not going to disqualify yourself from what he has for you. That's your promise, right? You just got to get in alignment and you got to be patient, even when it's hard. So hopefully after listening to this episode, you guys will not only be patient in different areas in your life and in your interpersonal relationships, you also continue to be patient in your walk with God and know that God is a God of patience and he desires for us to be patient, not just so that we are okay mentally. And so we're not having anxiety attacks or falling into, you know, depression or suicidal thoughts, but so that we can be patient so that we could serve him and so that we can become closer to him. guys that concludes this episode of the wise words podcast hopefully something that i said in this podcast um episode gave you encouragement and enlightened you it helped you go closer to god it helps you you know spark a curiosity for you to go read the word more and actually see what he says about patience there are many scriptures that talks about being patient and waiting on the lord and so i encourage you guys to go and read that on your own time also <laughs> forgot to give the reference <laughs> for the sarah abraham i believe genesis 21 it talks about isaac and ishmael and hagar specifically but yeah you can definitely look genesis 21 i know is one of them and i think there's another chapter in genesis that talks about the actual like promise that was given to um sarah and abraham oh genesis 18 if you guys want to go and read it for yourself please do i really encourage you guys to do that it's really good and yeah, hopefully you guys enjoyed this episode. Don't forget to share it. Don't forget to like it. Don't forget to send it to someone who you feel like it may enlighten or encourage, whether they're Christian or not Christian, spread it, <laughs> spread the word, spread the love. Don't forget to give this podcast a five-star rating if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, especially. And I just hope you guys have a wonderful 2023. I hope that it starts out with you being in alignment with God's will for your life. Hopefully you guys will use patience to reach your goals and to help you grow closer to God. Okay. So happy 2023, everybody. (laughs) Wise Words is back. I'm happy to be back. Happy to be off holiday break, even though it was nice. Didn't want to come back off of it, but back to work, back to, you know, the daily routine and back to making these episodes. So you guys continue to stay tuned for more episodes and more content. I love y'all. Thank you for your support and hope you have a wonderful week.